Misery's mistress, but she will not commit. So I spend each night alone, scribbling my name into the pages of the endless atlas, asking myself, with a choked expression, where I've been all this time. Feels like another lifetime since I pleaded with the world not to end, but I was not as persuasive as my previous dumb luck had allowed me to believe I was. I filled up with fire, cremated and crying. The world ended and I was expected to just carry on because she was just a friend to everyone who didn't know enough to know better. And all I can do is hope that she'll wait for her friend wherever she went. She isn't alone. I wrote down the names of everyone I've ever loved and lost and now I'm plagued by paper cuts papering over the cracks because I've got to carry on. I listened to Patti Lapone singing in that hospital to those sad boys because I needed to cry so badly and until she met my gaze, it wouldn't come. She is my healer. She doesn't know, but it is 6 a.m. and she is saving my life. I allowed myself to cry for actors on a screen because they haven't seen the mess I've been in and they don't know what I am and what I've done. It's so safe to cry for them it doesn't hurt to cry for them. Jesus Christ, was I really so bad? Don't I deserve a place and some peace? I hate that I've always been hailed as the strong one because I never was. I was just there, afraid to say no and afraid to show weakness. And so I fell into the role. I can't be angry. It isn't fair, but I am nonetheless. Life isn't fair, and my hair is as dark as the night sky, so I fall into line with my dark, dry eyes now that I've left New York for good. I'm heading back into the city in a few months. I thought I'd haunt the Docklands for a spell, relive my glory days that never quite got started. There is no time to cry, and nothing that I would allow myself to cry for. I'd ask you to take me home, but I don't know where that is anymore. I'm just scribbles in an endless atlas that was never mine to begin with. I wrote that a little while ago. Um, it's a couple of weeks ago now, I think. And it was about <laughs> it's about um 20 past six and I was on a train into London and I was very tired and I was I was sort of trying to do my makeup I'm on this train um and I was watching American Horror Story on my phone um thank god for picture in picture mode because I can just swipe it away and I can do other stuff um I really loved the New York season of American Horror Story. I know that some people really didn't because it wasn't what they expected and I get that. 
but I had a great time with it and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I loved all the characters and I, I really enjoyed seeing Leslie Grossman in like a serious, like non-comedic role. I thought she did incredible. I loved seeing Russell Tovey, um, because I was like, yes, that's one of our boys. Look at him go. I was so proud of him, even though I don't like, obviously I don't know him, but still I was proud of him. I was like, yes, bitch, you go. Alonzi, bitch. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Ryan Murphy, um, who, who's one of the, the creators and one of the, the bigger writers on, on American Horror Story. Um, he has written, um, extensively about, about HIV and specifically the, the AIDS crisis in America. Um, and he's produced a lot of, um, you know, TV and movies around that, that period of time. And, um, I think, you know, for him, um, obviously he's talked about being, you know, being alive during that, that time period and, you know, being a recently out, uh, gay man in, in America. Um, but he's also talked about wanting to preserve that history for the LGBT community. Um, and, and for me, I, I find that very important and I think it's important that we do have, um, you know, access to that, you know, and we, we can understand what happened and what our community, um, went through and you know for me as well it's it's something that's that's important to me um you know it's it's a period of time that I think about a lot and I'm I'm very interested in trying to support um you know people who are living with HIV now and you know uh changing how people look at it as well um there's a recent storyline on eastenders if you are a watcher of eastenders uh where a character zach has been um diagnosed as hiv positive and they're really trying to you know change people's perspectives and it was it was a very interesting episode where um a lot of the characters all found out at the same time that he was hiv positive and um you know, seeing how people reacted and, you know, sort of the generational gap between the reactions in some cases was very interesting. Um, so <laughs> all of this is to say, by the way, um, I, I very much enjoy American Horror Story in New York. I know that for some people it was not something that they liked, but for me, um, I thought it was very beautifully written and, um, I thought it was a very, I thought it was a very loving tribute to um to the people that were lost um during that period of time. Um and so I found it very beautiful. Um but that's actually not what you know what I wrote was about really. Not really. I um I was watching it and I did cry. There's a, a scene there's a couple of scenes actually where where Patty Lapone a legend. We love her. I, I do. I love her. I mean, come on. What kind of person doesn't? Um, <laughs> unless, of course, you're, you're front rowing on a phone when she's singing, in which case you may not love her. But, I mean, should you be there on your phone? Should you? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> um, but I love her, of course. And, um, you know, there, there are a number of scenes where she's singing... Um, 
Calling You by Natalie Cole. And it's, it's so haunting. Like, it really is. And, um... There's one in particular where she's singing it in a hospital. And every time I watch it, I cry. And sometimes I think... I will seek out that episode and I will watch it and I will cry. And it was in that moment, 6am, on a train that I figured out why that was. And the reason for that was because I, I've reached a point where I feel guilty about my own sadness. And so I, I need something to justify it. And I've realised, like, you know, over the last few sort of months, you know, sort of a year, I have felt guilt about my own emotions I felt like I can't I can't be the one that breaks down I can't be the one that's sad I I can't cry because you know my my problems are not that serious and people have it worse than me and and there are people that need me and they depend on me and I have to be strong even though I don't really know how to do that you know I've just kind of been doing it for a long time but I still don't really know how or what I'm doing um, and it was in, in that moment I figured it out I was like oh my god that's why I keep coming back to this I mean yes it's 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 very beautiful television and it's very emotional and it's very sad and it's heartbreaking and the acting is phenomenal and the singing is beautiful and and the direction is um just amazing the writing is amazing but it's not just that. I come back here because when I watch this, it's safe for me to cry because I can just, I can point at this and I can say it's beautiful, it's emotional, it's sad. And and, and this was real. This, this happened to people and it's sad and it's heartbreaking. And, and so it's, it's okay for me to cry about that because it's, it's not my silly little problems that that don't matter to anybody else it's not it's not my loss and how it still hurts and it's it's not it's not my sadness or all the things that I stole from myself it's not it's not that moment where I just kind of give up at the end of the day and I just think I can't do this anymore it's not that feeling when I look in a mirror and I just think what am I gonna do what am I supposed to do it's just me crying at a sad moment in a television show and that makes sense to people and I don't have to explain I don't have to I don't have to justify my tears I can just have them because this is sad and we can all look at this and we can say this is sad and I can be sad because it's not really my sadness it's it's somebody else's so I don't have to be selfish and and have my own sadness I can just be a conduit for someone else's or whatever but when I was crying which I was very annoyed about because I'd done some really good makeup and I fucked it up, but whatever. And I was crying. It's like six something a.m. I'm on a train, and it was it was not very busy because it was a Saturday morning, so no one could really see me. 
Um, I had no one to impress. I'm crying. I just kept thinking in my head, I'm crying because this TV show, it's nothing else. But I knew it wasn't. I was telling myself that for no reason. I had no reason to tell myself that, but I did. Because I had gotten used to it not being okay for me to be sad about anything because I had told myself you can't do that because everybody needs you to do all of this stuff and to be the one that keeps it together and I don't I don't think that I can not all the time but that is what that episode of television is for I mean, maybe that's not what it was intended for. <laughs> I'm certain it's not what it was intended for. But it's where I go to cry and to be safe from what the impact of crying is. <laughs> If you want to find more of my work, you can on my website, jenniferwan.com. Or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever, with the username, Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier Patreon supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Eleanor, Alicia, Emily, Andy, and Tyler. I'll see you next time.